Welcome to Technically Short with two of my favorite people right now, and that would be... Yeah, Thomas. And I'm back, Andrew Vergato. Yeah. Today's episode, we're going to talk about community. It's going to be really good. So get your chair, get your popcorn, get whatever you're about to do for the day, and uh, get ready to listen about community. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> talking about anything around community, about like... Like Sean was saying before we started recording uh, about have, what if, what the meaning of community is, what meaning of what it's like to have good community, what it's like that you can have, also you can have bad community around you, mm-hmm. what it's like to have not, to not have community around you, and our own experiences within that. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, Ooh. since you're the guest, I am perfect. Do you have a particular experience with community, with maybe whenever you first realized that you wanted community, mm. that you would want to share? Sure. Um, actually, in the last episode um, that I was a part of, I um, ended up talking a little bit about my youth experience, um, and I can probably dive a little bit more into that now with... Um, community. Um, before that, I was a loner. I didn't have any community. I would spend all my time in my room by myself. And um, so I, I was very isolated. I was very separate from other people. Um, and once I started getting around youth, I was so awkward because of my uh, isolation, my self-isolation. Like I couldn't yep. speak more than one or two word answers to any question anyone would give me. Like even my closest friends in youth, even the people that I would quote-unquote talk to the most they were doing most of the talking i was sort of just sitting there twiddling my thumbs um i was completely awkward completely shy and um but it felt better than being by myself yeah um i'm i'm a very big introvert uh i've always been an introvert but as time has gone on (laughs) amen uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but as time has gone on, I've, uh, it's sort of been, I'm not switching so much. I could, you could probably call it switching. Like I find that I need a whole lot less time with myself yeah. and I need a whole lot more time with other people. Um, yeah. and I love hanging out with people. I love being a goofball. I love making people laugh. Um, and just entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really started back in youth, but it really grew once I started getting into our young adult ministry. Shout out Inspire Collective. Ooh, Wednesday cool. nights, Inspire young adult. Come to be there. Exactly. Or be square. Be square. Because you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um, so deep. So deep. <laughs> indeed. So deep. So deep. Um, but it really started... Um, manifesting more in me um once I started getting into the young adult ministry that I was like wow I'm actually with people who um love Jesus um genuinely love one another and care for one one another like when I was younger part of the reason I have always had a harder time interacting with people is because I always thought everyone was internally judging me like everywhere I'd go everything I would say I always thought everyone would like whisper behind my back whenever I would enter a room or leave a room, like, man, I'm glad you're gone now. Mm -hmm. Um, But just seeing, like, the genuine love um, of everyone around me, the genuine care for everybody, um, really helped me start to um, crack open that shell, open me up a little bit to get into the community more. And Mm -hmm. um, it started making me fall in love with um, interacting with people and um, building people up and being there for people and um, listening to people and just talking to people and just, like, experiencing life. With yeah. others. I have uh, 
kind of a similar experience with whenever I first started coming to church, when I first started coming back, going to Amplify, my, and, like, that's where really my first exposure to, like, in the most recent years to community really came from. And because I was in a state where I was living by myself for maybe about a year at that time, and Andrew's over here taking pictures. Um, <laughs> it's be real time. Oh my gosh! Be real on the podcast. <laughs> and I remember I was invited by a friend a few hours before. At the time, the Inspire Collective was, wasn't called that; it was called the U before. And she was it wasn't particularly a person of faith, but she was dealing with a friend who had recently passed away, and. She didn't know how to, she was figure, trying to figure out how to handle that, the grief of that. And a friend, one of her friends invited her to go to the U at Amplify. So she invited me. I go there for the first time. I walk in, I go, I go with her for the first time. Uh, and I walk in the doors and I think it's the weirdest thing ever mm-hmm. because I didn't realize that was a healthy community. I just, mm-hmm. I walked in and I just see all these people smiling and I'm like, why are these people so happy? What the heck? Like, what do they have to be? Like, I thought it was, like, I was like, I mean, I just walked into a cult. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I, because, like, I, like, this uh, guy, Nick Pike, just beelined for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? He came and shook my hand. And I was still very much, like, inwardly, uh, inward on myself. But, like, eventually, like, um, you said, Andrew, kind of, like, I, the more I started coming back and showing up, that, whenever I started to become more consistent with that, I started opening up more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of also can express the point of like being an introvert, but also realizing I'm having more extroverted tendencies. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I've heard this from somebody before where I forget who had said it, but like somebody I forget who said it, but they were pretty much, they were pretty much saying there's no such thing as introvert and extrovert. It's just, mm-hmm. you have, uh, a leaning in a more of a leaning in one direction or the other mm. and there's benefits in both mm. so people that are more tend to be an introvert should practice being more extro- extroverted and vice versa mm. because whenever like you want to be in community you want you want to be talkative you don't want to be kept to yourself you want to be you don't want to be all closed off mm-hmm. but then whenever you're by whenever you're by yourself or maybe like you like Maybe there's like you want to get your work done, or you have to put yes the times when you have to put your head down and not be in community. There are times when uh, not there are times not not like a season, but like maybe like times during the day or days where being community isn't the best thing mm-hmm. in, in the in the moment for what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So like it's learning how to navigate between the introverted and extroverted tendencies. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something I feel like if more people understood, there'd be um, people. I think people would be a little bit more curious about the other things that they could be doing. I feel like a lot of people cut themselves off because they're like, "Oh, I'm an extrovert, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. So, oh, I'm an introvert, so I can't go out and do those things. Mm-hmm. I'm too introverted for that." And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. Yeah. Um, How about you, Sean? Honestly, um, for me, I think community is so important. Because to be honest, I didn't have community most of my life. And I was an introvert when I was younger, like when I was a kid. I became an extrovert later on because of uh, 
cells and stuff like where you just have to speak to, or you didn't eat. So like you, you were either going to die of starvation, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, or uh, you okay. wouldn't have to be able to uh, be able to talk to people. So I was became really good at speaking to people because of that. Mm. But um, community is so important because like there was a time in my life where I didn't have any community and. I had a couple people who would support, but there's a difference between a couple people supporting you mm-hmm. and the community, right? Mm. So, like, most of the churches I grew up on in life, um, they did not have any community. Like, so, like, you would go to church, you would sit down, the pastor knows your name, and you might have, like, a couple people you know, and they would say, like, hey, how are you doing, blah, blah, and Then it would just you would just go right back to living however you wanted to live. Mm. And if you were hurting in any type of way... Nobody was reaching out to check on you, or if they were hurting in any type of way, they wasn't really reaching out to get somebody to help them as well. And when you don't have community, you don't grow. Yeah. So I would be in a constant state of, before I got to Amplify, I'd be in a constant state of going to church, then Monday through Friday living kind of mediocre, lukewarmness. And Friday, Saturday partying and then coming back to church on Sunday. Because I didn't have any community, so it's just me. So I'm out here just doing my own thing. And I would say friends or it friends when it comes to community or not like it's not just your friends. You have to have like a community, a whole support system. And God gives you those in healthy homes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a healthy home for most of my life. My mom was really good. And my brother was really good, but like I didn't have my dad. He was he had stepped out of that area, so I, I grew up not having what a healthy home was. But like mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where you just had to like you were like you just my mom knew that like hey God can fix the, all the stuff that she can't do right because mm-hmm. she's a mom who was working for two kids, single mom, married by the way, which is even more crazy. The story gets way crazier. Um, my dad became a good guy later on in life, but that's not the point. The point is community. He didn't have that when he grew up either, but community is so important for you to grow and take off where you need to be. Yeah. I think like one thing we all kind of mentioned uh, is how community kind of allowed us to open up more and be it being in good community and being surrounded by good community. Like what that does, what that does for us, it goes along with the concept of iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. And if you're in good, good community, and if you're alongside your brother, your brothers and uh, your brothers and sisters in, in Christ, then you're going like you're going to make each other sharper. You're going to yeah. make each other. You're going to make each other stronger, firmer. You're going to and like Sean said, you're going to cause each other. To, you're going to cause people to grow. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, like, you're not just going to grow. The people around you are going to grow. And I have a particular story about like, I, like it's a very prominent point about whenever like very prominent point of like the first time I opened up in uh the u and pastor kells who was the uh was i guess the college pastor at the time and he he was talking about his his uh sermon was about agoraphobia it was about like whether it was like about your innermost fears and he he does things i've never seen any of, i still haven't seen other pastors do and i really want someone else to do it at some point he opened up the mic mm-hmm I think you were there for this. Probably. You, I feel like you were. I think you were coming. I think you might have been. I don't know if you were at the U yet. I'm not sure. I definitely was at the U at that time. Okay, I was there before Kels started. Got oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. Okay, 
Um, and he opened up the mic and he was like, okay, like if anybody, I forget his exact, his exact words, but he was like, okay, if anybody wants to share their pretty much thing that anybody want to share their innermost fear with everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's like, just raise your hand. We'll give you the mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I love it. And I remember thinking right before that, cause I feel like he's opened up the mic before. Uh, if I, if I remember right, he opened up the mic before. So I told myself like, okay, if I, I had like a, a voice in my head, I was like, okay, if he opens up the mic this time, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak. But mm-hmm. what about whatever it is? And, he opened up the mic, and so I was maybe the second, first or second person to take the mic. And at the time, I was like, they asked, okay, well, like, what, almost, what are you afraid of? I was like, I'm afraid of people. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was afraid, I was, I, I was afraid to, I was like, I'm afraid of people about what they think. Like, I said, like, I even, apo- like, remember apologizing, to, like, like, in the, like, not, like, I was looking at the ground, kind of looking at my feet, and I was like, I, I was like, I'm sorry uh, for the people I just stare at. Because I don't know, I just don't know the words to say. I kind of just look at you wanting to say something I don't know. So, mm-hmm. like, don't think that I don't, like, that I don't like you or that I am angry at you or something for some reason. I just have no word, no words are coming to my mind. And it was then, then, like, I, like other people started opening up. Mm-hmm. And they came up to me afterwards, after everybody else opened up, they came up to me and, like, thanked me for opening up. Yeah. Because it, it pretty much gave, gave almost just like gave them permission to do it. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, if he can be that vulnerable, I can be that vulnerable too. And it also helped, like, opening up in community also helped with, like, um, you know, you guys know uh, Stephen Kress. Mm-hmm. And, like, he came up to me at some point and he was like, uh, after, uh, eventually he came up to me, started talking to me uh, at some point in the future. But eventually he told me, though, that, w- that when you opened up then, that's what that's what let me know that I actually could be your friend because I thought you didn't like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really that's good. Fair. Yeah. That's extremely good. I, I really like that. And, uh, going off of what you were saying about iron sharpening iron, I mean, yeah. it's it's riddled throughout the whole Bible. I mean, go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis. It is not good for man to be alone. Um, God did not intend for us to be alone. It's not just talking about man and woman, but he's talking about... Um, brother and brother, sister and sister. He's talking about people um, linking arms and being there for each other. Um, how did the apostles go out? How did um, they go out to preach the gospel? They didn't go out by themselves. They went out in pairs of two yeah. to keep each other accountable, to keep each other um, going, to keep each other motivated. I mean, the times that I'm around people um, is when I feel the most motivated to be the most honest, to do the best. I mean, when people go out to exercise. It's so much easier by yourself to be like, okay, that was enough. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're like, man, this person I'm standing beside my, my friend, he's like got 10 more reps than me right now. I'm like, oh, I gotta keep on going. I gotta keep on going. <laughs> it's a healthy and um, good competition. And yeah. um, being around other people in a healthy way, if it's a healthy community that you're surrounding yourself with, um, man, it just builds you up and grows you. And when you have that vulnerability like you did, um, and I actually remember that night specifically. That's one of my earliest memories of you. That's probably my first core memory of you that was like, this is like standing out to me about you, mm-hmm. um, was your vulnerability. It's your openness. And like that just, um, can shift the, um, the room in a moment mm-hmm. from a, a happy, fun mood to a, okay, this is, let's get into a deeper yeah. subject. Let's actually open up and, 
um, grow with each other um, and actually um, solve issues that are um, much deeper. Mm -hmm. But see, that's the beauty of having a healthy, good community. Mm -hmm. You can be vulnerable. Yeah. Because when people are healthy, they're able to help others get to a healthy state. When people are unhealthy, if you try to do that to be vulnerable when you're in a bad community, they would just lead you to not want to do it again because the the ridicule and the neglect and people saying things and people doing things that were not positive would help you to go further in the shell rather than you to get out the shell, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very important because God called us, all of the believers, all believers is Christ, to be the church, right? So being the church, being the ecclesia, which is like a family on steroids, if I can say it like that. Like, it's somebody who really, truly cares about you in every single way. Back in the day, that's how it was. And when you have a good, godly community, that's how it still is. Yeah. And um, that's one thing I love about Amplify. I've never seen in my entire life, and I've been to plenty of churches, Catholics, Pentecostal, Methodist, Eastern Orthodox, Baptist, Southern Baptist, East, Eastern Baptist, Holiness, um, Pentecostal. You, you name it, I've probably been there and um, been a whole bunch of different churches. But having a community, I've never had one like Amplified. And that's why I'm here today because it's like so refreshing to know that everybody loves and cares about you and you love and care about everybody else. And you guys are on one mission, which is the focus of God, like the love of God, the to pursue God like never before. And as you're doing so, then you're able to bring other people to God because it's a healthy, it's like an overflowing love. That mm-hmm. like first you seek the Father, then the Father's love comes on you. Then you just bring it to your friends and your family and your workplace or your school, wherever you're at. And boom, just like that, more people are coming to the community because it's a healthy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, this has hit me real quick, um, just directly to the people listening right now. If you're having trouble with being consistent in in a community, and maybe it's not necessarily even your fault, maybe it's something to do with your work, maybe it's something like if community you want to be a part of, but you can't make it in person, maybe it's something that you want to be consistent with, but for some reason it feels like you can't. And I want to encourage you to try to find other avenues that other avenues or other groups, other things that you can be consistent with. Even if you want to keep going to that one on that basis that you are, I want to encourage you to find a community that you can be consistent with, whether it be a an online community with people with a good Christian community, if that's all you're actually able to do, or if it's it is an in person community, which would be preferable. But if it is an in-person community, something that where you feel comfortable, where people are able, where you feel not just where people are being vulnerable, but where also you feel comfortable with being vulnerable and where it's very, where it eventually becomes obvious that it's a place where everybody is for everybody and where everybody's there for everybody else's benefit. So, like, because if you go into a position where the leader, the head, the leader is just there to be on a platform, be for themselves, like, then you don't want to be there. You, you want to be in a community where the person at the head sees themselves at the bottom mm-hmm. and sees themselves as the as, as that 
fervent so that whenever you walk you walk in you feel like you've been served and that you feel like okay i didn't know what i was walking into but i i'm believing feel i'm leaving feeling like i found it found a healthy home yeah yeah and i would say um this is just coming to my mind um that i i know a lot of people, I didn't deal with social anxiety. I was just very, very awkward. Yeah. Um, but I know plenty of people who have social anxiety or who had social anxiety. Um, and it can be difficult. Um, yeah. And it can be um, not just like, oh, it's a struggle to go uh, and get in a big community, but sometimes it can be unhealthy to get into a giant community and open up to everyone all at once if you're dealing right. with all these yeah. big struggles. Um, I, I would just encourage people who are having a hard time getting into a community that you don't have to start in, like, some, if you're a Christian, in a ministry with, like, a couple hundred people in it, or um, in, if you're just trying to find it in, like, a different place. Like, you, you don't have to find it with, like, 20, 30, 50 different people. You, you can find it with just that one person that you might see yeah. occasionally that you connect with um, the best, the person that you find the most comfort in, the person that you trust um, the most to be more vulnerable vulnerable with and to go deeper with because sometimes it's hard and also um, unhealthy to get into a big community and then air all your dirty laundry to everybody. Um, it's, um, it's best to do that with one-on-one interactions or one-on-two interactions with people that you um, can rely on and trust because they're are going to be a lot of very good people in every, uh, I shouldn't say in every community, but like in a good healthy community, there's going to be a lot of healthy people, but that doesn't mean that everyone's always going to use what you are saying um, in the best way possible. Um, so sometimes it's, um, you have to have different le- levels of that. You have to go more intimate with the people that you can trust the most. And then uh, yeah. as you get uh, deeper in that, as you feel more comfortable with that, maybe open up a little bit with some more people. And then just open up your community a little bit more because it's um, because social anxiety is not a small thing to deal with. It's something that needs to be dealt with over time. Something that um, also cannot be treated or dealt with by completely isolating yourself or shutting yourself off from everybody. Um, It's it can definitely feel easier to do that, um, but it's definitely not the healthy way either. Uh, If you're struggling with that, I would say find somebody. and if you can't find someone directly, then find a therapist because there's always going to be a therapist who can help you walk through that. And yep. they're paid to listen to your problems. Yep. <laughs> so they'll listen to you and they'll take care of you in the best way possible. Yeah. I, um, but no, yeah, I think that's really good. Like the stress, the point of like, if you aren't comfortable amongst a lot of people to focus on maybe just the one. Mm-hmm. And because like you already, yeah, you said it, Andrew, where, like, they went out in pairs. Mm-hmm. And where the apostles, they went out in pairs. And they, so, like, you can have community, like, just, like, by finding that one person that you can be vulnerable with. And, like he said, maybe expounding later. You don't, like, there's, like, obviously you don't need, need you don't need to or you, sh- and you shouldn't tell every single person mm-hmm. your deepest, darkest secrets. Right. Um, but there are some certain people that should know those. There are people that that you should feel comfortable with with giving those to because holding those things in you mm-hmm. isn't any good. And if you tell the wrong person, mm-hmm. that's dangerous too. Yeah. So I feel like it, it takes a little bit of like self reflection, but also it takes like okay, who am I the most comfortable around? Mm-hmm. It just it, like sometimes those things just kind of happen. You're like okay, this person I can relate to more. Yeah. For me, it, like uh, for me, it's like Andrew, Andrew, and I kind of just like. I don't even know how we, we, we just started talking and you were a nice guy. 
<laughs> and uh, Sean just moved in, so. <laughs> That's how we became friends. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to have those different levels. You have to have those yep. different layers. You can't put everyone at the same layer. You can't um, be that vulnerable with everyone at the same layer because not only does that um, open yourself up to people who might misuse that, but also... Yep. It might make you more callous to the problems that you're sharing. It might um, make it a little less deep, a little less um, true and authentic to yourself whenever you um, open up. Let's say you're opening up about um, anxiety. If you um, say it to every single person that you meet about it, um, you are probably a whole lot less likely to get one good consistent answer from everyone because you're opening up to like 50 different people. You'll get yeah. 50 different people's advice. You'll get right. 50 different yeah. um, things and then none of them are going to stand out from the other and you're just going to end up taking none of their advice yeah. and um, it's all going to dilute each other. So you need to make sure that you have those core consistent people and then a couple layers up um, you can open up about some smaller things and then you can have people who are a layer out from that where it's just like your broad community. Like, Hey, you're my friend. I can have a good laugh with you. I can have a good chat with you. Um, but we never are like opening up like, man, this is the thing I'm really, really yeah. struggling with. So it's called your inner and outer circle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Discernment is something that you have to have for bringing people into your inner circle. Mm-hmm. And like my brother Thomas and my brother Andrew and, Silas and Brandon and Josiah and a couple other people, um, you can have to make a circle. And mm-hmm. So, like, it's important to have a circle of... But that all starts with having a good community. So you have to go find a community. So reach out to your nearest church. If you're not near Amplify, we would love to take you in. If you are near Amplify, we would love to take you in. But if you can't, find another church that's about God and focused on God, and you'll find a healthy community. Healthy communities exist. Make sure you're getting plugged into one because we need your health. Mm-hmm. God wants your health. We want. We all want good health for you. So, yeah. I think um, we didn't really. I guess we touched on a little bit about very slightly on like unhealthy community. Well, we should still talk about it. Um, uh, and like I guess like we don't have to like there isn't like too much to say like to dive into it deep because we have mm-hmm. already talked about the importance of good community and what good community does mm-hmm. so it's like just to say like what a what bad community is we kind of already like touch like it's like people that you if you tell them your if you tell them your secrets they go tell other people mm-hmm. or they're they're around you and they're influencing you in ways that are pulling you away from god yeah and that's like that that's i would say if they're being influenced by, actually, let me re- rewind. I had the, the word influence is floating in my mind because anything, everything is, is everything you do influences somebody else, which means everything everybody else does around you influences you. Mm-hmm. And it's stated so many other people, so many people say it that you are the average of the, your five closest friends. So like the five, the five closest people to you are going to be, if that's how you're going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Like like somebody said, you show me your five closest friends. Uh, I, I I'll show you show your, your future. future. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that is like that can go one or either one way or the other. That can either go actually go three ways. It it can go you can grow. Actually, yeah, you can grow. You can go backwards, but it's a lot easier to stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want a community where you're going to grow, which is really the only kind of good community in my opinion, 
then you want to be around you want to be around those people that are going to hold you accountable whenever you mess up mm-hmm. not the people that are going to tell you it's okay yeah you want to tell, be around the people that are going to like sit they're going to sit you down and say hey Sean hey Andrew hey Thomas like what you're doing is like <laughs> what you're doing just isn't right what you're doing isn't okay and like this is what you can be doing instead <laughs> and like yeah i don't know someone else want to take yeah no that's uh, i like that a lot um on that i would say um in the port importance of that you need to definitely make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the best people possible the people that um you want to be more like um if you are struggling with alcohol, don't sound, surround yourself with alcoholics. Surround yourself with people who yeah. um, have gotten sober. If you want to um, deal with issues in your life that you're struggling with, surround yourself with people who have overcome those things that you are trying that you're going through with right now, because that's the best way to grow. Um, if you're surrounding yourself with people that are dealing with the same thing with you and are in the same spot as you, but they're complicit in it, um, they're just going to drag you right down with them. Um, but I also say that it's important to mentor and bring people up as well. So if you're bringing, if you're bringing a bunch of, if you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that are better than you, make sure that you also, maybe not as many people, but like if you have five really close friends that are extremely faithful, extremely strong in their faith, that come continue, continually growing and becoming better people every single day and are pushing you to be the same, maybe add one friend to that who is um, not nearly as good in a space and try and bring them up. Uh, yeah. find, find that limit for you. Find that uh, balance where you can be like, okay, if I... I'm surrounding myself with these people. Um, I can grow, as, and I can continue to grow if I have one person that is um, that is in a worse spot. But maybe if I have two people, I'm not having that big of an impact. If I'm, I have three people there, then they're bringing me down. Yeah. So you have to find that balance and try and bring people up with you because if other people are bringing you up, I mean, you're called to not just um, be brought up, but to bring people up with you. I think that's good. I think, truthfully, as all of us all. All Christians, all people in general, should have people who are pouring into us, people who are on the same level as us, and people who are pouring into. Mm-hmm. So we should have. I agree, hundred percent, Andrew. We should. We should, and Thomas, um, that we should have three, like three sets of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you should have people who are wiser than you that you could go for wise counsel. You should have people on your peers who are the same level as you, and then. You, all the wisdom that you've been getting from wise counsel, you should be able to give to your peers and the people you're leading on. So, like, the people who are under you, the people, the next generation that you're leading into. Mm-hmm. So, those are important. And all this comes from has having a good community. Because, like, if you have a good leaders, because the Bible says it's plain and simple as um, bad company corrupts good manners. So, if you surround yourself with bad company, even if you're the strongest person, and they'll bring you down, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. And God is right. Why? Because if all your friends are partying and drinking and you're the only one, one day it's going to be easy for you to be complacent into doing whatever they're doing. So the best thing you can do is not surround yourself with something that you're struggling with. Like Andrew mm-hmm. said, that, that would be the best thing. So like if you're sleeping around... You shouldn't be hanging around with people who also are sleeping around because then you both are not getting free, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to be called higher. And the way you can do that is to surround yourself 
with people who are wiser than you and then your peers and then pour into them and pour into people the next generation yeah yeah and like like going off the analogy of drinking if you if you had a pro- if you had a problem with drinking but you were given but you were but because you surrounded yourself with people that had the same problem as you and then you got out of it now you can use that wisdom to help other people get out of it too mm-hmm. absolutely and it it's like it's not just like giving back <laughs> sorry about that noise mm-hmm. andrew made up it's okay you're good <laughs> um man my train my train just crashed <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh, it's not about giving back that's where you were yeah about saying. yeah oh, okay yeah it's not like, it's not just well no, it's not just giving back giving like giving what you're giving what you gotten back to the community mm-hmm. it's like God gave you a gift to be able to give the, of wisdom to be able to get out of the position that you are in, out of the pit that you're in, so that so that you can use that testimony to help and wisdom to bring others out as well. Absolutely. So I think like that's the power of community, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because everybody is in, everybody has a pit, everybody has pits, and everybody has goes through trials. Then they're never ever the only ones going through that trial, never. So like like that's one of the many many values of community but the main one is growth yeah the main the main value in community is growth and if there isn't growth in your community get a new community i agree because then it's not a good community yeah mm-hmm. no growth it means it's not good because you're either for my famous uh brother thomas carney <laughs> words of that, that legend of a guy he said uh you're either growing or you're dying I don't think I was the first one to say that. <laughs> I'll say it was you. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> Patent. <laughs> all the things. All the badges. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I honestly think that's a good place to end it. I think, um, I honestly feel like this was a really great conversation. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorites. Definitely. Especially because Andrew's here. Heck yeah! And you add honestly add a lot. You add a you add a lot of substance. Oh, a lot of <laughs> All the anointing coming off of Andrew. Come on, you're making me blush. <laughs> nah, he's just naturally has red cheeks. Okay. <laughs> it's Italian. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys, so thank you uh, for listening. I don't really think we have... Do we have any fun questions that we want to do this time, Sean? Or do we just want to wrap it up? Oh, I guess we got a fun question. Fun question. Call, it's coming from caller number one. Caller number one. Whoa. What? We got callers now. What? We don't okay. have callers. That's crazy. Caller, caller number one said, does ketchup belong on steak? In any case mm. in life. No, never, never Thank once. Thank you. It is a sin against heaven <laughs> and earth. May you experience the gnashing of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, my answer for this was honestly. <laughs> I would. I'm going to answer now. <laughs> I, I honestly, uh, I honestly think it can only if. Like somebody cooked terribly and you don't want to offend somebody. So you like use barbecue sauce or ketchup on like the steak. So to cover it. So you're not telling them like, hey. How much are you covering the steak though? If it's really bad, it just depends on how bad it is. Like, I feel like that would say what, what if it's like well done and it's like super chewy like, like the whole time. Like I like my stuff to have some pink. 
And when I was a kid, I didn't know that. So I just would say, well done to everything. We literally talked about this on a different episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ellie, Thomas, your opinion? Oh, you already know my opinion. <laughs> They've already heard it, too. If you listen to it all the whole way through, you know it. You know that I also agree with Andrew, and it's a sin. <laughs> but I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode, guys. Thank you for listening. If you already, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, share, and give us a five star review. Five star review. If you got nothing we nice, to, if you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys, we will see. Maybe, maybe, possibly. See you next time. Maybe. I have to unlock my phone first. <laughs> we love you, technically short family. So sponsor us, and uh, we love you guys. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. See you guys later.